This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Alex Capert from the Mustang Heritage Foundation. And I am Michelle Bonds from the Mustang Heritage Foundation. And you're listening to the monthly Mustang Heritage Foundation episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 3rd. This episode is brought to you by the Wild Horse and Burrow Program. Good morning, horse world. The first Tuesday of the month is all about America's horse, the Mustang. Hosted by the Mustang Heritage Foundation. So we've got some uh, big things right around the corner here, Michelle, uh, just a few days away from the Oklahoma City EMM. Yeah, we are just literally days away from that event. Um, really exciting. This is going to be our first EMM that we are back live in person since 2020. Um, so biggest thing, I think, um, make sure you get your tickets. Tickets are available right now on our website, mustangheritagefoundation.org. You can get, there's all kinds of different levels. Um, be sure to get yours for the freestyle finals because you'll want to have the best seat in the house for that top 10. That freestyle event for uh, those folks that have had the opportunity to attend can attest to, uh, it's, it's a very, very fun, engaging, uh, enthusiastic event that is not your typical uh, horse show. So you will not be watching paint dry in this one, I can guarantee it. Uh, but in addition to the freestyle event on Saturday evening, we've got a fun-filled activities uh, starting, I guess, on what, Thursday with uh, an open show and, and our preliminary classes. And then Saturday morning, um, we're going to have various demonstrations and uh, a fun-filled afternoon of activities for kiddos and adults alike. Uh, come learn more about the Mustangs and how and why uh, they're so important to what we do. That's that's exactly right. Um, it's Saturday, the whole week is just going to be tons of stuff to do. Like you said, the open show, um, the meet the Mustang social times, the uh, the other extreme Mustang makeover classes. Um, and then on Saturday, we are having from 1 to 3 p.m. Um, sort of a family event. Um, it's totally free. You can bring your kids, bring your family. You'll actually get to pat a Mustang, see a Mustang. Um, you'll get to see the wild horses that the BLM will be bringing. And then we'll have face painting and stick horse races and all the fun things for the kids. I'm sure that that will uh, be a riot to, to watch and participate in. And so it lots and lots of fun. And, you know, if you want to, to bring a horse home, um, there's actually several different ways uh, that you can do that. We will be hosting um, an auction and a new format uh, auction for this event. Uh, what's all that about, Michelle? Yeah, so we are really excited about this new format. This will be the first time that we have had an actual auction where the horses will be available for bidding online and in person. So all of the horses will open for bidding on Wednesday, August 11th, and they'll all be available to bid online. 
Saturday evening, the top 10 horses after the freestyle finals, they'll go into a live bid, into a live auction well, where we will have in-person bidding as well as online bidding. Um, so if you are not able to make it to Oklahoma City or you want to be there in person for the action to bid in person, you'll be able to do whichever you choose, whichever works best for you. Um, but either way, at the end of the day, you'll be able to take a Mustang home. Which is so cool. Um, I, I guess the the big thing to remember, if you're interested in being able to take a horse home, be sure to get your application uh, to be approved to bid in ASAP. Those are open. You can find them on our website, mustangheritagefoundation.org. Org. Uh, so be sure to fill out that application and get it submitted back to us ASAP because you want to be able to take those horses home. I just know it. Uh, so another really exciting thing, um, we've had some some pretty strong successes here over the past couple of months and record breakers as far as number of horses placed and uh, people engaged. So uh, how June, tell me a little bit about June. How do we do in June, Michelle? Yeah, so I want, want to make sure and we give a shout out to our tip trainers because we've been talking a lot about the Extreme Mustang makeovers, but our tip trainers who are part of the Trainer Incentive Program, they actually broke a huge record in June um, and they placed four, more than 490 place horses in June alone. Um, that is awesome. That's 490 more horses that were out of holding and found homes where they can live out with their owners, their riders. Um, so congratulations to all the tip trainers on that. A absolutely. Uh, a heartfelt thank you to everyone, uh, both trainers and adopters or purchasers, everyone that helped get that um, record set. Uh, and as a frame of reference, I don't know if you even know this, Michelle, uh, back in 2007, when the tip program started, uh, we placed a total of 34 horses through that program for the entire year. So uh, we've grown just a little bit over the past 15 years. That's amazing. Yeah, ju just a little bit of growth there. <laughs> <laughs> the Wild Free Roaming Horses and Burrow Act of 1971 entrusts the BLM with the responsibility to manage and protect wild horses and burrows on the nation's public lands. Because wild horses and burrows are federally protected and lack natural predators, the BLM must manage population growth to ensure healthy wild horses and burrows thrive on healthy public rangelands. To accomplish this mission, the BLM regularly monitors herd size and health, land health, vegetation quality, and water availability, and, when necessary, removes excess animals from the range to achieve balance. The, the BLM then works to place excess wild horses and burrows into qualified private care through adoptions and sales. We're very happy to have Jeff Cook with us today. Um, Jeff, you know, your life has always revolved around horses, and, you know, you've You've been to uh, several EMMs. You participated in many, and and kind of got your your feet wet. Uh, what about about seven years ago? Is is that about right? Yeah, I think that's about right. This will be my eighth makeover. So yeah, must be something like that. Excellent, <clears throat> excellent. So uh, would you say that horses are in your blood, or, or are you new to the horse game with mustangs, or or what's up with that? No, I grew up with horses. Um, I've had horses in my family since I was a little kid. Uh, my family owned a dude ranch in Colorado, so I grew up with them and, and uh, grew up rodeoing and showing quarter horses and paints and uh, been doing the Mustang thing for about the last 10, 12 years, something like that, and kind of found that as a niche being in the Mustang world. 
Excellent, excellent. So uh, you started off with domestics, moved over to wild. So, so tell us a little bit about your training process for the EMM. We know that the Oklahoma City uh, makeover is just a few short days away, um, and we're excited to see you there, first in person one in in quite some time. So, tell tell us about what your training process looks like when getting ready for an EMM. Well. We hit the ground running pretty fast. Um, we try to get them ready for everything that they're going to see. And we start right off in day one. And, um, you know, I, I kind of put a lot of pressure on my horses. I, I kind of expect them to, uh, to step up and play the game. And, and, uh, we have to see if they're going to be a horse that can take pressure anyway. Um, and I really do believe that every time we, um, get them through a situation that maybe, um, was difficult for them at first, it builds confidence. So everything we do about them is about building confidence. And, and I never tell my horses um, they can't do something. We pretty much will ask them to do something and we'll just stay with it until they can figure out how to do it. And they get lots of rewards when they find the right answer and they get lots of rewards for trying. Um, horses are really good at being able to take pressure. And I think uh, Mustangs in particular. So I think we look for a horse that kind of can handle that you know, that everyday training and kind of moving on fast to the next thing. And those are the horses that end up making a good makeover horse. Excellent. So, um, with your background in domestics, how, how would you say that preparing for, uh, an, an EMM, you know, and rewarding that try is, is similar or is it new or different? I mean, kind of, kind of, can you compare those differences for us? Well, I think the biggest difference is probably the time factor. Um, you know, I got, reining horse trainer friends and cow horse trainer friends that some of the stuff they don't even try for a year you know i mean they're not working on lead changes or things like that for for probably a year into their training and you know we've got something like 100 days to get one of these guys ready to do these shows so everything is kind of um uh, magnified and, and compressed into such a short period of time so they have to come around pretty quick Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, Cactus Flower is your uh, makeover horse for the Oklahoma City event, correct? Yes. How how is uh how are they coming along? Are they getting it, picking everything up quickly? I mean, how, how's how's the process going? Tell us about about the horse. Cactus Flower is a nine year old mare from the Devil's Garden HMA. And uh, she's a really, really intelligent mare. I think uh, she's the oldest one that I've tried to compete with, so you know we'll see how that goes. But um, she's been been pretty um, pretty keen on picking things up right away. I think she has a lot of life experience, and so um, confidence level on her is is pretty high. And um, being a mare, she kind of has her own opinion about how things should be done. And uh, she's right a lot of the time. She kind of knows her way to do it. And, and sometimes I have to kind of uh, go with her idea. And, um, you know, we, we sort of do that with our makeover horses anyways. We kind of tailor our training program to things that are that they're good at. Um, we can find out a few things about them right away that they kind of like to do or that they're better at. And we'll kind of make our program kind of work around that. So she's fitting right in. She's a nice mare. Very cool. So you mentioned that this is the the oldest uh, Mustang that you've worked with in a, a competition format like that. How, was that has that been a different experience? Or you know, you said that she has a lot of life experience. Is she picking things up quicker? Was it as challenging? Uh, I, I know there's a lot of um, hesitation from time to time in working with and starting older horses from scratch. 
would you say that, that this has been a good experience overall? Yeah, I do think it's been a good experience, and I'm really glad I picked this mare. Um, I don't know that um, I would have started off thinking I wanted a nine-year-old, but she really has some some really good raw talent and um, <clears throat> you know athletic ability, and I think she's seen a lot of things out in the world and, and experienced a lot of stuff, and so um, she has some pretty high confidence level. Um, things I ask her to try that I can't even believe that she would do it on the first try or the second try. And she just comes through. Um, <clears throat> on the other hand, you know, the, those older mares, they kind of have a bit of an opinion. They're a little bit more protective. They're a little bit more worried about maybe, I think they grow up, um, she's probably had four or five foals. And so she's had to protect those foals. And so she's a little more, um, um, skeptical sometimes about things, you know, she'll look at something sideways and, and I have to tell her it's okay. And then she goes, all right, if you say so, I'll do it. And then she does. So she's, she's pretty cool. That, that's, that's great news to hear. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to see, uh, how you guys uh, are able to compete here in just a, a couple of weeks. It's, it's going to be an exciting show for sure. So you've been doing this for, for several years now and we get questions all the time. And we often like to ask for input from experienced trainers on, you know, what's your advice to others that might be looking at competing in an EMM or might be looking at getting a, a Mustang for the first time? What advice would you give them, Jeff? Uh, my advice would be to give it a go and, and try it. It's um, it's something that I always tell the young trainers, you know, congratulate yourself on so on how far you've gotten so far because there's not a lot of people in the world that really could pull this off. Um, it's difficult. It's not as easy to take a horse in a hundred days. It's maybe never even really been around a human. So there's that that difficulty challenge there. But the greatest thing I would say is just camaraderie. Uh, Mustang people truly are a family. It's it's a whole different environment than going to a quarter horse show or a paint horse show. You know, we might have a few friends at those shows that we get along with and stuff, but uh, you get to one of these EMMs and everybody helps everybody. Everybody's, you know, we're in it for the horses. Uh, we're not in it for the money. We're not in it for the fame. We're in it for the horses. And so uh, we all, we all want to see each other succeed. So Take that in mind if you decide that you want to take this this thing on, and and then just do your best, and don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Very, very good advice. That's uh, you know, we hear a lot about the the Mustang family, and it's you know, it's very reassuring and and pretty humbling to see the amount of dedication that all of you trainers put into all of these these horses, and and then the fact that you're willing and able and and so very gracious and helping each other out. It's, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, so great, great advice. So one thing that we're really excited about for this Oklahoma city event, uh, aside from being in person for the first time in 18 months is this new auction format. So we're going to have the, the hybrid online and in-person auction. Um, are you excited about that? What, what I guess, what are you most excited for uh, with that new auction format, Jeff? Um, you know, really spreading the word out to a really large audience, I think, is um, is a big thing. I think that um, we we always need to do as good as we can to show the world what these horses are capable of. And I think we've seen lately that they're actually bringing the money that they probably should be bringing, too. And I think that um, that's important that we get that big audience out there and to understand that 
a well-trained horse is a well-trained horse. It doesn't matter what it says on his pedigree, <clears throat> you know, even if he has pedigree. So, um, you know, I think that that's, that format's going to work out good to get the word out to a lot of people. And I think people are going to be shocked to say, man, look at these horses. These are really good horses and they're bringing decent money. So it's exciting. Yeah, you're exactly right, Jeff. This is Michelle. And I um, was just curious, um, what kind of home do you think that um, Cactus Flower will excel in? What, where would you like to see her go? like a performance home you think she would make a trail horse um where where do you think she would best excel well she could do a lot of things she's got a few avenues that she could go to she's pretty versatile um she's really good at ranch work she's done a lot of work with cattle and and done just general ranch work and she's really solid that way um so you know she could do that she'll cut uh she'll do a little work in cow horse she could be a rainer um but you know, that doesn't necessarily have to be the home she would go to because she really loves going out on a trail and uh, she's not afraid of things and she's, she's good in the country and crosses water and does all those kinds of things. You know, so she'd make a really good trail home too. Um, I kind of see her as a, maybe uh, um, uh, an endurance type of horse, that kind of thing. I've had a couple of my Mustangs that have gone on to be endurance horses and actually one just competed in Tevis this last week and, and did really well. So, um, you know, that's an exciting prospect in itself. So she's got a lot of, a lot of different ways she could go. She's very sweet, very gentle, very loving. So I think anywhere she goes, she's going to fit right in. That's awesome. It sounds like she's a really well-rounded horse um, and that she could go any direction. Um, so that is, that's awesome to hear. Where can people find, if they want to find out more about your training methods, um, cactus flower, you know, potentially um, if they're interested in, in adopting her or bidding on her in the auction, where can they find out more information? Um, they can look me up on Facebook and just my name, Jeff Cook. Or they can look us up. My business is called Dream Horse AZ, uh, like Dream Horse Arizona. So we're Dream Horse AZ on Facebook, and we're DreamHorseAZ.com. So people can get a hold of me through that. Um, if they PM me and send me a phone number, I'll gladly talk to them on the phone about her and uh, tell you whatever it is you need to know. Awesome. Well, um, I'm going to tell our audience to go check out your page because I've seen pictures of Cactus Flower also, and she is also an absolutely gorgeous mare. So definitely go check that out. Um, Jeff, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Uh, We're excited to see you here in just a short bit in Oklahoma City, and we can't wait to see um, you and Cactus Flower compete together. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you guys. And um, likewise, we're really looking forward to making a trip and going and seeing some old friends and making some new friends. Up next, we've got Naomi Langdon. She is an equine trainer and horsemanship mentor out of Arizona. She is currently competing in the Youth Extreme Mustang Makeover and has previously competed in several tip challenges with the Mustang Heritage Foundation. So we are really excited to talk to you today about your Oklahoma Extreme Mustang Makeover horse and, you know, your past um, history competing in Extreme Mustang Makeover. So let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about your training process for getting ready for an Extreme Mustang Makeover. So this is actually my first Extreme Mustang Makeover. I have competed in, I believe, six tip challenges, Um, but this is my first time in an Extreme Mustang Makeover. So 
Um, I'm very excited about it. Um, I've been just trying to work my horse as much as possible with my schedule. It ends up being probably about um, maybe five times a week. Um, she's a really good horse, and I've been having a lot of fun with her. Um, I've just been trying to expose her to as many different things and environments. Um, we've been working on refining a lot of her maneuvers, like her side pass, her haunch turns, forehand turns, everything that I know are going to be key components in the different classes in the show, as well as things I'm going to be weaving into her freestyle. Um, I tried to start thinking about my freestyle early on so that I could prepare for that and train the different behaviors that I'm going to need um, to be able to put it all together in the end and create a cool freestyle and making sure that she can also perform all those things under different circumstances and under different pressure levels from the environment. Since um, she's going to be going to a new place and there's going to be a lot of new horses and sights and sounds and smells. I want to make sure that she's well prepared for all that. That's a great point. So tell me what that looks like a little bit as you're preparing her to, you know, experience those different, like you said, sights and smells and all the different horses. Have you been hauling her? Do you take her to other arenas? What What does that process look like? Yeah. So um, with her, I haven't got her out quite as much as I would like. We have a couple more um, outings planned in the next couple of weeks leading up to the show. But I really try to get them out into different places as much as possible. Um where I'm at right now, I have the unique opportunity to be training her around a lot of other horses um, and in um, an arena that, that's not super close to where she's, she's stalled. So I'm able to kind of almost replicate the show environment a little bit because she's away from her friends, but she's also near strange horses and there's um, different, different things going on around her, which is I'm very grateful for that. Um, I also try to get them used to the sound of music, um, having different people around them, uh, having strangers come up and touch them, things like that, because they're going to be meeting a lot of new people at this show. I also, like I said, I like to prepare them for the music. Sometimes I've had one in the past that got spooked by that. So since then, I've tried to really prepare for that, the, the loudspeakers and things like that by just playing music on a speaker above them. Um, all around them so they get used to that. Um, I think that helps. <laughs> and yeah, just trying to get them different places. Yeah, that's great. Um, so tell us then a little bit about your Mustang, your horse for this competition. Um, I believe it's Valera, right? Yes, yes. I have Valera. She is a two-year-old from the Swayze, Utah herd management area. Um, she was pretty tough in the beginning. She had pretty big reactions to things and she was really pretty nervous but she's also a very sensitive horse and now that she's really started to trust me she's become super willing and her sensitivity is like her biggest strength whereas in the beginning it kind of worked against us um now that she's learned that that I'm not a threat <laughs> um she is really turning into a nice relaxed and willing partner I'm really happy with her that's awesome that's great to hear um, so what direction, so with the youth horses, you actually adopted Valera. Um, do you plan on, you know, keeping her and making her into a saddle horse or are you looking to rehome her and find, help her yeah. find, you know, her forever home? Yeah. So I, she is a very nice horse, but I have way too many projects at the moment. <laughs> so she will be finding her forever home with someone else. I actually somebody who um, is hoping to adopt her following the competition so she will hopefully be going to her forever home there 
and become their their next horse partner. That's really neat. Um, so like you said, you've competed in, you know, several tip challenges and different Mustang events. What advice as a youth would you give to other youth that may be interested in competing in an event or potentially, you know, getting involved with Mustangs? Right. Okay. Um, oh gosh, there's so many things. (laughs) I think a big one is making sure that when you get your horse and you see everyone else posting about, you know, all their progress and everything, not to compare yourself or to compare your horse to the other competitors, because you're an individual and what stage you're at in your journey may be different than them. And your horse is an individual. It's going to be um, a different horse than they have. And it's really not a competition for who can get certain tasks done first. All that really matters is the finished product and that you're proud of how you got there. Um, So making sure that you're not, like I said, comparing yourself to others along the journey is a big, big piece of that because it can be so easy to do. Um, especially in the beginning when some people just seem to be flying through all these different steps and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even touch my horse yet. (laughs) But really often, um, even though you may have to spend a little bit more time in the beginning, they all end up about the same. Um, Just don't compare yourself or your horse. Work with the horse that you have and not try to, um, I don't know, I guess project what you think you should be onto your horse. And make sure that you're not afraid to reach out for help if you're having trouble with anything. Um, Everyone has their moments when they need help. And there's a really great Mustang community who are more than happy to help people who need assistance. So don't be afraid to, to utilize that amazing network. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that, uh, support system is, is crucial for, uh, a lot of folks. And so it's great to hear that you've been able to tap into that. So yeah, kind of walk me through, how did you, how did you decide to get involved with Mustangs? You've competed in the tip challenges and now you're doing the makeover. What, what drew you to get involved in the first place? Oh gosh. (laughs) That's a really good question. Um, I saw a, a tip challenge going on. I had, I had never heard of Mustangs before. I, um, I did Western Pleasure with Arabians for a while and I got into horses doing that. And then, um, I heard about this competition going on and I thought, oh, wow, that's so cool. You know, Mustangs. So I didn't really think much of it. I just kind of, you know, noted it as something interesting. And then I saw that there was youth, that there was like other kids like my age doing it. And I just became obsessed with learning as much as I could about the Mustangs and um, kind of talking to different people who are into the Mustangs. And I ended up getting my first one through the TIP program, not through a challenge. And he, he was special and I really didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and he's not necessarily the easiest horse to begin with. Um, so we had our fair share of struggles. Um, lots and lots of struggles, most being my fault for not really knowing what I was doing and kind of diving in head first. Um, but he taught me so, 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 so much, not only about horses, but really just kind of about myself and, oh my gosh, so many life lessons from him. And I just was really hooked on, on the Mustangs and wanted to progress and do better and learn more. So that's when I entered my first Mustang competition, probably maybe a year after I'd gotten him. And then I, I had so much fun. We ended up winning that tip challenge, but it was just such an incredible journey all the way through. Um, I just was hooked. And so I kept doing them. 
Very cool. Very cool. So, you know, it, it sounds like uh, obviously the tip challenges were a great intro point for you. So what what made you make the leap from tip challenge to to makeover? And have you noticed any differences in between the two? Oh, OK. Um, so earlier this year, my friends Amber and Isidro were um, signing up for the Oklahoma makeover and they were just kind of pushing me to do it. I really wasn't actually planning on doing that many competitions this year, but um, now I'm doing more than I've ever done in a year. So <laughs> those things can be addicting. <laughs> um, but they were just kind of encouraged me to, to go for it. And I, I took them up on that and I'm so glad that I did. So I signed up to do the Oklahoma makeover and I got Valera. Um, I know that it's been maybe a little different than it's been in past years where we got to actually, um, I went to a storefront and was able to, to choose my horse, which was really, really wonderful. I'm super grateful for that opportunity. Um, as far as differences, I haven't noticed a ton of differences. I'm sure the actual event will be different and I'm very excited for that. having the new experience. Um, but I've also met some different people who, who only like mostly compete in the EMM, but not so much the tip challenges. So I've kind of, um, met more people than I would have by just sticking to the tip challenges, which is great and been able to network with others. So, um, there are at the event as well. Very cool. Well, we'll have to circle back with you after we get through, or you get through the competition here in just a few short days and, and see if there's any noticeable differences. I'll be interested to, yeah. to learn. So Definitely. with you, uh, I mean, you're, birthday and all that good stuff you this is your last year to be able to compete as a, a youth trainer in the makeovers do you have uh, do you have any uh aspirations to continue uh competing as an adult or or where do you where do you see your involvement with uh mustangs going forward now that you're going to be aging out of the youth division right right yeah that was actually another factor that kind of pushed me to do this emm is because it was going to be the only one i could do as a youth so um, i wanted that experience as well um, I'm really excited to continue with the Mustangs moving forward. I've already put in my application to be a tip trainer, so I'm hoping to be able to do that soon. Um, and then, yes, I definitely do want to continue on progressing with my horsemanship and moving that into more ridden work as I learn. And, um, doing that through an adult EMM is definitely something that I would like to do in the near future. <laughs> That's awesome, Naomi. Well, we are really excited to see you move from the youth to the adult division and participate in some of our other programs as well. That's really exciting to hear. Um, if people are interested in following your journey, you and Valera's journey, um, or your other Mustangs going forward, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, so I am at Naomi Rose Mustangs. On, I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and I have a website. Um, I do probably the most updates on Facebook of all my um, competition Mustangs, so you can follow along their journeys there. And I also try to post on the other channels as well. So if you want to follow all those and keep up to date on the different Mustangs journeys and how they progress and which ones um, might be available for adoption, that's a great option. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Naomi. We cannot wait to see you in just um, a short bit in Oklahoma City. So thank you again for um, coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am definitely looking forward to Oklahoma. Well, what a great show. We are excited to see Jeff and Naomi in Oklahoma City in just a few short days and any of our audience members as well. 
You can find the Mustang Heritage Foundation at mustangheritagefoundation.org. You can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook. Just search for Horses in the Morning. You can have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. And here's to hoping you get to bring a Mustang home. Mustang.